Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Please welcome from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. Max. Max Starks is here. I assumed with the schedule that Max Starks has that this might be over the phone. I walked out the door and Max Starks was standing there. That's right. I, I'm here. It's the beginning of the season. It is. You gotta set the, the precedent. You gotta set the standard early. Tone setter, Max Starks. That's right. Jacked up, Max. I am ecstatic, man. This is, this, I mean, football this is, is back. Both footballs are back because I love college. And college Ooh. was back last week, but now we have the big brother. Okay. Right? He, he's come back off of vacation. He's back in the house. He's kicked his feet up on the ottoman and it's time to get it done, man. You well, are the remote control, little brother. <laughs> <laughs> we um, we are going to get into college with you in a little bit, but we're going to start with the news that just came out, even though the Cardinals have not said it. Although, this news, I thought, kind of came out when they traded for Josh Dobbs. I thought Adam Schefter had tweeted out Dobbs was expected to be the starter like a week and a half ago. Either way, Ian Rappaport just tweeted out in the last 20 minutes that Josh Dobbs is expected to be the starter on Sunday against the Washington Commanders. So let's just start there, Max. If it is Josh Dobbs, he's never taken a snap in live game action for the Cardinals, but he's also a rocket scientist. So what do you make of this? Yeah, about that. So um, (laughs) you can be a rocket scientist. Trust me. Hey, there's some people who are great at theory. And then there's other people who are great at practical application of said theory. A rocket scientist, more of a theorist. (laughs) Um, I just, you know, it's always amazing to me because you go into camp and you feel like you have a good handle on who your guys are. You know who the morale leaders are, the captains, the old guard, right? You know, the vets in the room. And you're going to the season knowing that Kyler Murray is not available. He's not available for the first month of the season. And you say, you know what? Rookie and new guy. I don't even think the hello my name is name tag has fallen off of Josh Dobbs' jersey yet. (laughs) He should put it on there for game one. He should should put that on there. I mean, it will be on the back, but he can't read that. He wants everybody to see him. You you want to make a good impression. At least, hi, my name is Josh, and then you can look on the back. Oh, Dobbs. Maybe some team building skills. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe a little blind trust falls or something uh, in the (laughs) locker room. But... (laughs) It, it, it's a very interesting predicament, but I, here's what I think. If you are going to start Josh Dobbs or a rookie, when in doubt, run it out. <laughs> I think this will be an offense predicated on the run game. Yeah. You got a lot of tight ends there, yep. so line up, line up a 12 and 21 personnel, guys. <laughs> and we are going to do this the old-fashioned way until we get Kyler back, because I think that's what you have to do, because even if Josh Dobbs studies the playbook day and night, doesn't sleep, walks with it everywhere, goes through every single play, draws it up in his little Polly Pocket notebook. There's not enough requisite reps in an NFL practice Mm -hmm. to get you ready to have chemistry. So how do you do that? Well, when in doubt, I know I can hand the ball off. I know what what the footwork mechanics, they're universal across the world. (laughs) 
and you're going to go there and then work your way into unlocking more of this of of this type of playbook. You're not going to see him throwing Hollywood Brown five streak routes, you know, in this game running five man <laughs> pro. That's just not going to happen. But you can set up a run offense that's pretty easy to run, yes. and then work your play action, your short screen game, some now game in there to get the game going. The thing that just blows my mind is how many times have you heard a coach scream on the field, this isn't rocket science! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've heard yeah. a coach say that, right? What are yeah. you doing? This is not rocket science! And here you got a guy who's a rocket scientist. Yeah, he, he's here to... Um, I concur, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a situation where you got to go out and you got to execute it once again. I, I think you're so right on it, too. The key to the entire season, this is, for me, the entire season, offensively, defensively, and in transition with special teams for the Arizona Cardinals, the key is the offensive line. How well that offensive line plays, I think, will set off a chain reaction that will reach not only on the offense, but through the defense, specialty, all of it, because it's all tied to being able to run the ball and protect the quarterback. And the, the better you run that ball, the better you protect that quarterback, the more time you bleed off the clock, which last Correct. time I checked... Defensive linemen love the bench more than they love the field. Yeah. <laughs> and if you can keep them on the bench, Chain they will reaction. be your best friends, right? So that's where you set the tempo, you set the tone, and it is a bit old school, right? To say, we're going to come out here, and we're going to run the ball and chew up clock. You better believe it's yeah. old school. Yeah. I don't apologize for no. it. No, because everybody wants points. Everybody wants all of, all of the high-flying 50-yard passes, circus grab catches, and at the end of the day, it's still about winning or losing. Who has the ball last usually is in a better position. If you can possess the ball longer than your opponent, you have a better shot at winning. Jonathan Gannon, we, we had the quotes from earlier, uh, and, and he's said this a few times now, that he sees it as an advantage if Washington doesn't know who his starting quarterback is, Max. So I guess a two-part question, how big of an advantage do you see that as being? And then the second part is, the Cardinals didn't announce their quarterback. Ian Rappaport did. So if I'm Washington, am I preparing any differently? Just because Ian Rappaport said it's Josh Dobbs, or you know, what's the prep look like now for this game? Uh, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really. It's different if you were saying, okay, we have Jordan Love starting, and then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers shows up. Yeah, yeah. that's a different prep. But Clayton Tune, Josh Dobbs. I mean, if I got two quarterbacks, I got none, right? So, I but mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't go ahead as a coach and announce who you're going to start, would you? No, I still am not. Yeah, you're it's not, not going to do that. Not, it doesn't matter for me. I mean, at this point, I'm playing. I, I'm just lo- enjoying playing the game, right? But if I'm Washington, I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, like the Rock says, you know, who's your starting quarterback? But it doesn't I mean, matter who your quarterback. But is. But again, if you were JG, you wouldn't give your opponent any aid, comfort, and shelter by letting them know yeah. who you're going to start, right? I, I mean, it's basically what. Do we have to watch 85 extra pass plays or not? <laughs> yeah. It's, right. it's not like you're debating right. between Justin Herbert and Lamar <laughs> Jackson. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's not, like they're going to break yeah. it down. I guarantee yeah. you. With Baker are. Mayfield, yes, you have to watch a little bit more film. But, I mean, Josh Dobbs, I mean, no. I'm not I'm not stressing over it. Oh, gosh. Okay. We have to watch this. No. I don't have nine <laughs> minutes to spend on this. <laughs> exactly. Where's my DoorDash coming? No. <laughs> So do you think this offensive line is up to the task in in regard to protecting a Clayton Toon? Because at some point in time, I think we're going to see Clayton Toon. 
Yeah. I, I do. Before the – look, even if Kyler comes back week number five against the Cincinnati Bengals, which is home, of course, at State Farm Stadium. Thank goodness. Thank and I goodness. think, honestly, seriously, that is the game where I think maybe there's a chance that he could come back and actually play. But who knows? But even in the, the first four games, I expect to see Clayton Toon at some point in time as well. I would expect that because he actually was here running the offense at some point in the preseason, right? And in the offseason. So he would have don't a little bit more. Don't you want to see that if you're JG? What? Yeah. yeah, because I don't have anything else to watch. I mean, just watch the new guy. Watch the guy at least that I know can go out and run the plays and has called him in the huddle before, and we have film on him. So I think it, it, it behooves them to give both of these guys a shot. Right? Because I want to know who my number two is going to be when Kyler does get back. Right. And if I can have a Clayton Tune as my number two instead of a Josh Dobbs, I need to know if that's a, if, if that's right or wrong. Or if Josh Dobbs is that much better, he's fast-tracked that much, okay, well, then I'll keep him as a two and let Clayton Tune be my, my emergency third. You have to figure that out first, though. Yeah. I think that's where it comes down to. So I think both these guys should be playing. It shouldn't just fall on just one choice, whatever that may be for Jonathan Gannon. Just feels like it's going to be James Conner with 65 carries in the first game. And Wolf being like, yes, this is what I always wanted. Yeah, exactly. Ingram as well, feed the beast. Get him in there for about 10 or 15. Exactly. Uh, is, uh, is Kelvin Beachum playing fullback? No. <laughs> no. Is your line? No, Justin Luquetta. Did you see it? No, Justin Luquetta. Oh, okay. Justin Luquetta actually, look, 6'3", 255 pounds, lined him up at fullback nice. in the last preseason game, okay. and he held up well, I might add. Okay, there we go. Uh, you got Wolf talking about fullbacks. I Max had to get his come out. Well, Jesse Luquetta is the fullback in the I formation, tune under center, Amari DiMercato, the tailback. Turn, give, no play action, fake, tune, deep drop, looking flush to his right, hits the <laughs> check down, it's Luquetta yes. at the 25, and the outside linebacker with a couple of moves. Spins on a one tackle and takes it across the 30. He's just shy of a first down, but we have a flag down in the field as the Cardinals sideline enjoys it. Number 78. 10-yard penalty. First there. <laughs> yeah, last <laughs> text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What stood out to Max Starks week one around college football? Maximum football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Max Starks. Max Starks. With Wolf and Luke. Welcome back to the show. Max Starks is joining us for Maximum Football, which means it is football season. It is maximum. football season. Uh, and look, you said this before, Max. The NFL starting up, starting up tomorrow, actually. Which yes. is just a great thing to say. College got started really like two weekends ago, yeah. but but especially this Why past weekend. Why do they say week zero? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's really week one. because It's not like it's one team playing to get it. used to be just Hawaii yeah. that would get the advantage because they, they have to travel so far. But now everybody, like they had about seven, played, eight games. USC, and then, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it's not really week zero. No. It's but, not, did you have to work week zero? No, I did not. I actually took off week zero wow. because I had, uh, cause I had the Thursday nighter to finish the season. 
in Atlanta. And so I did not want to have to fly all the way to California when I still had to go back to training camp and pack up my That's my fair. dorm room. <laughs> so, <laughs> Your dorm room. Yeah. <laughs> but you do you did have two games this past weekend and this was a crazy weekend of college football Man, in terms of bursting onto the scene. Where yeah. do you begin when you think of week one in college football? <sighs> I mean it, it, it's tough to pick a starting point because I mean, you know, I had the early game, so I had the the noon kickoff Eastern time, and so I had UVA Tennessee. I was in Nashville, so it was the new Joe Milton after the Hendon Hooker, you know, project to see what was going to happen. Obviously, UVA coming off of 294 days off because of the tragic shooting of a team of teammates coming home from a class trip, so they their season ended early. Yeah, so. The emotion of that game, and then you have Colorado TCU kicking off the same time for the big noon kickoff, and I'm getting those updates while listening to that. So that was just like the appetizer, right, of the day, and then later on you see what Oregon does in their game. You see what Ole Miss does. I mean, Oklahoma, like team scoring over 70 points on opponents, and then you have... LSU, FSU, right? I mean, who would have predicted? That game last year, I called that game. It came down to a blocked field goal Mm. at the end of the game for FSU to win. And this was not last year's game. No, it was not. This was not. <laughs> you could not have been happy with Florida, though. You could not have been happy. I don't. I was trying to pers- right? perfectly I mean, go around that one. Talking about every game except I, the Florida I did not exactly talk about Thursday right. night football. Yeah. Did, did, did you? T- was that not a big upset in the Starks compound? That was. It wasn't an upset because I thought, man, going to Utah, going to elevation. I don't know if they can pull this game off, but I did not expect it to look. As bad as it looked, mm. I think that's what I'm more disappointed in was the pre-snap penalties, right? The illegal formations, the fact that the offensive line couldn't hold water um, in those moments. Graham Mertz, I was not a fan of Graham Mertz, but when we when we got him over in the transfer portal, the defense looked inept. <laughs> I mean, it was everything that could have gone wrong in a game went wrong in that game. And it just looked like they did not belong on the field. I think that was what was the more disappointing thing about it, because I didn't expect them to win that game. But it was at least show up and at least give us something to say, okay, they're figuring it out. They're going to do some things. And I can't point to really any positive point in that because the receivers look terrible, too. That's yeah, always encouraging me, when you can't find one positive thing yeah. after 60 yeah, minutes once again, of football. it was just better athletes, better speed, I think, for the most part out there. But uh, the line of scrimmage was dominated on both sides. Oh, man. Utah. Those polys put, put, yes. it on, put it on those boys. I mean, number zero. And the guy has number. You're never supposed to get beat by a guy with a number zero. It does not even... <laughs> It's not even a real number. Max, you know what I'm saying? Max like, is opposed to number zero and week zero. That's yeah, what I, I'm so far. opposed to both of those things because it's not a real week. Just call it one, right? We start with one. When, when, you, when you're asked to count as a kid, do you say zero, one, two, you three, four? That no, you say weird. one, two, three, four. <laughs> you don't say zero. Zero's at the end. <laughs> what are we teaching these kids? Yeah. Jeez. Um, <laughs> what Colorado, and, and I guess you can even lump this in with what you saw on the Utah side of things in the Florida game, Pac-12's 13-0. 
And yeah. we were talking about this, you know, the other day. It's it's not just thirteen and zero. It's like he got three legit Heisman candidates. Colorado's like the talk of college football right now because of Dion and because of, of you know you get Travis Hunter well, playing and every snap yeah. for five hundred yards. Mean, they're they're going to be a fun team. It, it is. It's almost like rubbing salt in the wound that the Pac-12 is going to fold after this season, Max, because there's like some legitimate contenders in there this year. Isn't it so bitter sweet right now? If you're the Pac-12, about what could have been, because you are now literally the Pac-2 mm-hmm. and about to be Pac-0 and Pac-9. Um, as much as I love zeros, right? As, as yeah, we, I, <laughs> there's I a theme here. I re- reference that, but the fact that you have six legit quarterbacks in the Pac-12, six of them that are highly touted and are. Pretty much looking pretty good. I mean, you think of Michael Penis Jr., you think of Bo Nix as well, mm-hmm. on top of the surprise of Shadur Sanders. And and then, of course, there's Caleb Williams just yep. sitting there and just, just being cool, calm, collected. So I look at that and I'm just like, man, if this, if this conference stayed together, we're going to have expansion coming. Man, this could have really been a, a, a renaissance for the Pac-12 and USC, UCLA, gone. Oregon, Washington, Gone, and then everybody else defects Big 12, etc. And now you have Cal Stanford talking about going to the ACC. I would have never thought the ACC could have pulled that off or been attractive enough to bring a team all the way from California. Stop, Northern California, yeah, Northern California, even further. So it's one of those things I look at it and I'm just like, man, I was like, well, at least they're going to go out with a bang, right? I mean, the 30 for 30 on this is going to be amazing, right? <laughs> In about another 10 years. But it, it is tough to see that when you see that there's so much good brewing in and now you're going to go assemble into the super conferences yeah. <laughs> and the new super conference era will be beginning in earnest next year. So tell me you needed a barf bag for the Colorado TCU game. Oh, boy, tell me you go. needed a barf bag. I needed yeah. a barf bag. I'm sorry. I mean, tell me you hated was... that game. Absolutely not. <laughs> what? Listen, a fun game. Why? I am. Where's the struggle? He's going to tell you you're ruining football. Like in he the told words me. of my good friend Bertrand Barry, <laughs> I am Petty Crocker. I love. I'm here for the pettiness. I'm here for the comments on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not here to post. I'm just here to stroll and troll. Right? Oh, you can be strolling I, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. You crushed me today, Matt. No, you just crushed me. Listen, listen. I love Coach Prime. And now do I like everything that he does? Absolutely not. Like if you yeah, I'm not going to get into my commentary about the whole HBU situation. But the fact that you have a coach that is as proud as he is, that is as flamboyant as he is, coming in and you do it with pretty much overhauling the entire roster. 70% new players on this squad. Got no problem with that. I loved it. Yeah, he said it can't be done. Can't be done. You're you're gonna you're gonna suck. You have a crappy program that went one win last year. You're going to suck for years, and then maybe you'll be you'll be humbled a little bit, and then you'll have to rise up the ranks. But we know it's prime time. Did you watch him at FSU? Yeah, Max, yeah, but you know what? Again, there's over 1,100 yards of offense. Where's the defense? No, no. Listen, it's, listen. 45, 42. That was bar. They're back. getting ready for the Big Twelve. Okay, he's, he's <laughs> ready Wolf for the Big Twelve. Just 12. mad because he missed prime three times. 
times on one kickoff return. But wasn't it great to see Shadur Sanders? I mean, absolutely shred. 500 yards? No. Yeah, three different receivers. Was it three or four different receivers four. over 100 yards? Yeah, four, I mean, four, over 100 yards. was a cornerback that was yeah. also a receiver. Masquerading as a wide receiver. He had 10 catches nice. for 117 yards. You, I mean, I, I but I loved, what, I loved Travis Hunt. This was the number one recruit in the country and chose to go to Jackson State over every other Power 5 school. And people then tried to throw him in the trash after he chose Jackson State. So for him to get on this Power 5 stage a couple years later yeah. and do what he did, absolutely loved it. That was the highlight of the game absolutely for me. Absolutely loved played it. played the entire game. He just didn't come out. He was like, all right, okay, just switch on this side. Okay, so I'm just defense this play, right? at the yeah. end of each quarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like instead of a DB, now I'm going up against a wide receiver. It doesn't it doesn't change anything. I still catch balls. <laughs> uh, all right, we come back. The NFL season is starting tomorrow. What are the biggest storylines that we and Max Starks are going to be watching? Maximum football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. Second breaking news in one day. What do we got here? Yeah, so while we wait for Max to get here for his He's got a bag of chips. Come on, Max. Hey, I was talking to the head of the station, okay? Mr. Hatch Uh, pulled me aside, Always throw the head of the station under the bus. We got breaking news. Yeah, hold on. I'm just going to restart this. Okay, here we go. Let's (laughs) read. Arizona Sports. Boom. Breaking news. Yeah, what you got, Aaron? All righty. According to multiple reports, Nick Bosa has agreed to a five-year, $170 million extension with the 49ers, including $122.5 million guaranteed by a wide margin. It will make him the highest-paid defensive player in history. Wow, that is a lot of money wow. for Nick Bosa, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Nick okay. Bosa. Yeah. Well, he That's got pretty good paid. right there. Hey, well, I'll see him on Sunday, guys. <laughs> oh, good timing for you, Max. Yeah, Steelers great timing. This weekend. They couldn't figure this out next Wednesday. <laughs> had to be this Wednesday. Well, he's got to start earning that $170 million. Yeah, I just had this feeling, didn't you, that he was going to sign <laughs> oh, yeah. late in it. You know, playing the edge, of course, knowing the defense. He's very familiar with it. He could step right in. He's Nick Plug Bosa. Yeah. You knew it was like, okay, we're going to bring this right up to the end, and I thought it'd be Friday, and he could have signed on Friday and played on Sunday, if you ask me. Yeah, could have just got, just signed it while going to the team plane, <laughs> right? <laughs> In pregame warmups, just yeah. have a little ceremony. I'm just going to ink this, you know, real <laughs> fast before I lace my shoes up, <laughs> right around the uh, the coin toss and everything. Well, I mean, that's that's a game changer. We were down to basically Bosa. I mean, the Jonathan Taylor stuff is kind of separate, I guess, for now since he's on the the pup list. But it was down to Bosa and Chris Jones, two huge defensive players that hadn't signed. Uh, Just the way it was trending, it seemed like Bosa was more likely to get his deal done first, and that's obviously what happened because Chris Jones plays tomorrow. So I'm yeah, he's not he's not he's not getting yeah (laughs) he is he is not playing. Let me rephrase that: Chris Jones' team plays tomorrow. Probably not the team to hold the rights of Chris Jones is playing tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, All right, Max, you you look at these. Let's start with that. uh, Let's start with the game tomorrow night, Lions Chiefs. I mean, when you look at some of the storylines for Week One of this season, it's easy to have your eyes jump to that game because you got the defending Super Bowl champs. And all that they do and the way they play and the way they can score against Detroit, who 
with all due respect, I mean, I kind of like what the Lions are building, but they haven't haven't proven anything yet. (laughs) Kneecaps. Biters of kneecaps. No, biters of no kneecaps. biting here. <laughs> How about I just whip your sternum out? There we go. <laughs> you are the wind. <laughs> I can't even believe you're that. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, man. <laughs> Has oh, no. anybody ever said, how about I rip your sternum out and then oh. Bette Midler started playing within <laughs> one second? Yeah. Anywhere on the face of the earth. Only here. Only here. Only here. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, I look forward to it because, right, th- th- this, is, this is the crown jewel moment. This is the last victory lap for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They get the home game Thursday night. You're the first game on for the year. You celebrate the Super Bowl victory of last year. But as soon as that is over... Turn the page. Yeah. The next chapter, the 2023 chapter of the NFL starts in earnest, and the journey for all 32 teams begins on that moment. And now it's for real. Everything counts. And I think the emotion of that, I love, like you said, I love what Detroit's building. And I think they could very well win their division this year. I they, think they I, are definitely the trendy it team that everybody's they, picking. Yeah, they're, they're the sexy pick because of Jameer Gibbs, Jack Campbell, Aiden Hutchinson. Another year, you look at how this offensive line the is whole built. Culture, the culture. Yes. They, they go sixty minutes. And as a guy who's witnessed it personally, watching Dan Campbell's team play, they don't quit. If it's three seconds left and and the team's taking a knee, they're firing off the football and hitting the offensive line. So you better guard your neck because they're coming at you trying to see if anything can happen. I think that's something that, that just that just emanates, right? That, see, that's I'm what we want. Gonna, listen, Max, I, I'm going to tell you right now, that's exactly what I think Monty Asenfort and JG are going for with the Arizona Cardinals. The yeah. same type of culture, the same type of mentality of saying we're going to be physical. And by the way, I'm going to demand that you're physical. And if you're not yeah. physical, guess what? You're not going to work here. You're not. Yeah. Even if you're a wide receiver, it's not going to fly here. You need to go somewhere else. If you're not going to be Anquan Bolden, if you're not going to be physical, you get what I'm no, saying. No, I know I'm exactly saying, what you're meaning. Yeah. I'm just saying it's the one of the reasons why I'm jacked up about what the Cardinals are doing. They might win three games this year. Might win three games. But to me, again, what they're doing is very Detroit Lion-like. Well, and it's it. you have to set the culture, especially when you're a new head you coach. You know how important You've it is. never done this before. You're now in this position. You had to clean house. You have to rebuild this thing from the ground up. It's going to suck. Clear, clearing a, a dirty lot to get a clean lot so you can get a good foundation is tough work. And you have to be ready to go through that ugly period, right? If you want long hair, guess what, Wolf? You gotta go through the ugly phase, right? You gotta go through the ugly phase, the part where it doesn't quite part yet, and and it's sticking up, it's frizzy, no matter how much gel you put it, you've gotta go through the ugly phase. bob going on Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's it's right at my ear length, it's not to the shoulder yet, you know, it's like, ah. Like, is it 1996, or what's happening? It's like, should I cut, should I not cut? I have to cut, I can't look at myself in the mirror, but you're like, no, you sacrifice to get to the long length. That's right, man. 
you got you got to get it. If you Just want don't the, put it up on top of your head. Don't like go top knot. Don't, don't do go top that. knot. No top knots here. No, just let it. Yeah, just live it. Live bask in the ugliness right now. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what you just have. I think that's where the Cardinals have to do. You have to bask in the ugliness. You have to take it. Ugly. Yes, bask in the ugly. Yes, it is. I want to ask you about the rookie quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson. Obviously, you're familiar with. You know Bryce Young and and CJ Stroud. I mean, I guess Clayton Toon could be considered one. But how about just the the rookie quarterbacks that were taken at the top of the draft that are all going to start apparently? So here we go. Here we go, and this is going to look ugly. Carolina, uh, I love Frank Reich as a coach. And I, I get you. You got to do the same thing. You got to go through the ugliness of it. But Bryce Young got tossed around this preseason when he was in there, and that's what I fear. Once it's real, and you got starters in earnest that also have bonuses. Yes, counting for sacks and hits. Um, David Carr. Yeah, it, it, never forget. Think of David Carr. Never I watched that personally David on the Carr. sidelines as our defense had six sacks on him. It, it, it's going to get ugly for Carolina. I think Houston of the three. I feel C.J. Stroud might have the better year because I think he has a little bit more to work with around him. Anthony Richardson, the accuracy issues and a lot of the other kind of um, team elements, I don't know, but he's athletic athletic enough that he's going to make them right when they're wrong in a lot of situations, but I don't know if he can win the critical moment yet. I think he has to still grow because this kid only has 13 games under his belt as a starter before he made the jump to the NFL. Yeah. So that's where it's going to be a stark learning curve. Bryce Young has played and has played at the highest level. So he knows what to do. He just doesn't have the, the squad to support what he's trying to do. And for C.J. Stroud, successful mid, mid-grade talent around him, he can make more with less. And you also have Will Anderson on the other side of the ball for Houston. So I think Houston fares a little bit better than the other two. Um, as far as your Steelers, real quick, that matchup with the 49ers, I mean, you're feeling pretty good about the Steelers overall this season. I was until the breaking news sounder happened. <laughs> so maybe, no, maybe, no, not, maybe not week one as yeah, much, but just yeah. in general. Well, no, no, I, I, I still feel really good. I think this, this game will score, they're, they're going to score points. With Brock Purdy, I think you have something. But here's the thing that's going to be interesting is Brock Purdy, the book is out now. You put enough games out there that every defensive coordinator has that has you on the schedule has started to game plan you. Yeah. So how is he going to react with that? Now, we still don't know the status of George Kittle. Um, that's going to be another big part of their offense missing if he's not available to play. But you still have Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and uh, and company. So I, think, weapons. so I think you're still going to have the weapons. Nick Bosa makes that defense so much better because Nick Bosa actually accounted for, what, I want to say 57%, if not 60% of their total sacks last year. He's accounting for about 60% of their salary. Yeah, not only that, yeah, he, is. Yeah. He, goes, he dictates protection as well. And he moves to both sides. You can almost yeah. anticipate, yes, but the yeah. protection, you can almost anticipate what teams are going to do. And that allows defensive coordinators to scheme pressure as well. Yeah, they scheme pressure, but I think, you know, he, him lining up over Dan Moore, our left tackle, it's going to be a great, it's going to be a great matchup. Up because I think Dan's grown a whole lot this year, and Dan's been in the fire for the last two years. So I mm. think this is going to be a really good matchup. But yeah, you're going to see, you're going to still see chips. You're still going to see body presence by tight ends in there. Um, but I don't know if I fear the rest of that defensive line one on one. Even though there is a Javon Hargrave, they bring him over from Philly. Well, it was a nice addition in the middle to get an interior push, but it's still. 
I mean, it's going to be a good game. I really feel good about the Steelers. I'm very bullish on them this season um, because I look at the depth. We haven't had depth in a couple of years, and now we can say we have depth at a lot of positions, and we have a former Cardinal on there. We have Patrick Peterson on the squad now. Pat Pete. Uh, All right, we come back to Jonathan Gannon. Send a message to his team with how he named his captains. Max Stark's going to stick around and give us his thoughts. Maximum football continues next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Footmas. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, it is the final hour of the show. This is Maximum Football, so we're going to stick with football, though I will just say... The Diamondbacks trail the Rockies 4-0 in the first inning. So, wow. More incentive for us to stick to football right here yeah. on this particular topic. Zach Davies had a rough go right This there. is why I wasn't let, trusting Zach Davies. Yeah. Let's, not, let's not look up, guys. Let's look forward. Okay. Yes. Let's okay. look forward. <laughs> like that. Look forward. <laughs> yeah, just look forward. <laughs> yes. Well, if I look forward, unfortunately, I see the TV. So no, no, no. I'm no, going to look to the right. On a straight line. Oh, a straight, straight line. line. Okay. Straight line. No, 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 no. I just see into the command yeah. control. Or okay. you just put your hand over your brow like you're looking off in the distance. I need one, one of those things like the rich people when they sleep, they put the mask on their face. I need one of those. Oh, the sleep mask. Yeah. Or you just get a ball cap. Yeah, wear a ball cap because see, Wolf can't look up right now. That's right. There's no way. I'm not going to yeah, look up. Are exactly. you kidding me? I've only got nine hats in my low. car. You think I have time to go get one right now? Not right no, now, but right next now. break, though. Okay, well, then they just need to not let the Rockies <laughs> score anymore in the next 10 <laughs> minutes, please. Yeah. Uh, all right, Max. Can they score four runs the rest of the game? You know, that's. There's a runner on second right now with uh, Christian Walker Tommy at the plate. Tommy so. bang one. Wait a second. Didn't that happen six times yesterday and we only got one of those? Okay. Oh, anyway, oh, all right, we're talking football. We're talking football. football. Sorry. Sorry for pointing that out. All right, so we were talking about the captains yesterday, and then Wolf was like, you know what's really cool about this is I think uh, I think JG just named them himself. I don't think he had the players name them. Well, that was confirmed by Jonathan Gannon on with uh, Burns and Gambo yesterday after our show when he uh, when he said this, Max. He really didn't leave a whole lot uh, open to interpretation. How we decided to do it is um, I picked them, and um, there's a reason why I picked them, and they have a role. Um, for our team and I explained to our team what their role and their responsibility is and um, felt really good about those conversations our team felt really good about the guys that we ended up picking and um, you know it's it, those guys could if I was gone for a month they could run the team and uh, I, I feel really good about those guys They're, they demonstrate who we want to be as an organization who we want to be as a team and um, you know I, I'm excited for those guys because they were excited too what do you think of just the idea that the coach named the captains, Max? I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, everywhere I've been in my entire football career, captains are voted on by the players. Yeah. Because those are the guys that they see as leaders. The ones who matter on the field, actually in the fire with you. This is the guy that keeps us all sane. This is the guy that rallies the troops when things get tough. Those are the ones we can depend on, not from the oversighting view of 
the coach. So the coach, regardless of who he wants, it's usually the masses that get that vote. And to take that power away from players, especially when you're a new head coach, Yo. does not do a lot to ingratiate yourself with the players because there's already been questionable moves where it could it could tempt morale to dip. And this only further does that. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to say this on the airwaves, guys. Yo, so okay. I apologize in advance. That's I, good. I know oh, your status and your standing, Wolf, with the, with the team. <laughs> what about my so status it, and my standing? Uh, uh, it's all good. We're not talking. We're not talking about the Coyotes. We're good. Um, we don't care about Luke's status. Um, I'm just going to say this: uh, Kyler Murray running the team. If I left for a month. No. No? Absolutely not. Because every locker would have a PlayStation in it and a gamer tag. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, you, know, you know what's funny about yeah. it, though, Max? I totally, I, I think, I, I agree with everything you just said, except for the first year. When you're, when you're laying the foundation the way that you are right now, and they are laying the foundation. They're totally wiping out and rebuilding. That's what they're doing right now. I know exactly the models that I want for my culture. They can't, you know, year one, I'm going to give them grace on that. I love the fact that they did this. They needed to come in and say, no, we're not going to do it this way anymore. You guys did it your way. We'll do it our way. And now it's time for Monty Ossenford, brand new general manager, brand new head coach, brand new coaching staff to say, this is what we value in a player. This is what we want in a player. That's why I'm okay with it, because they're setting their culture. They're, they want guys modeling what it is they want and what they believe. And because of that, I'm down with that. I still don't see how Kyler Murray fits into that, because Kyler Murray's not practicing. So you put him in in a position... But he is going to at some point in time, right? But by the time you pick this, you have not seen him practice at this point. So you've had conversations with him, but practical yeah, application but of theory, you have not seen him play. I, I Listen, I agree with everybody else on here. I love James Conner, Buda Baker, DJ Humphreys, Dennis Gardak. Yeah, some of these were no-brainers. Were like, no-brainers. Yeah. It's just that if you're going to set this precedent. But you believe fit- he's your franchise quarterback. I don't know so if I believe going- that. He, they do. Okay, if you get the number one overall pick, you're saying the Cardinals are trading back. Let me let me just say this right now. <laughs> yeah. If you tell me Kyler Murray evolves in this offense under yeah. center, you know, I know, yeah, no, yeah, I, right. I realize yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I expect him to do that, Max. Okay. I do. He's incredibly talented. He is. He's got talent. If he evolves his game, and that's what this season, I've said this. This is what I believe. It's okay. not about wins. This season is about whether or not Kyler Murray can play under center and evolve his game. Or yeah. not. I'll just jump in and say this, yeah. Max. I felt good about the idea of Caleb Williams if, if it came down to that. Yeah. I don't feel quite as good after reading that GQ story this morning, but we'll see. We'll see how this all plays out. <laughs> that was out. his dad. That was, was not his, his words. It was his dad's words, not his. Yeah. And listen, just you could, the entitlement. Don't get me started. Well, I mean, Eli Manning, trust me, I was in the draft that that I, happened, right? I saw it. Yeah. I, and, I, and I said the exact same thing at yeah. the time. Eli Manning did it. No. John Elway is, did it as well. Let, let's, let, let's not forget that. He said he was going to go play for the Yankees. Yeah. If he went to the Baltimore Colts, yes. so so there are other precedents that have been. And I said the way. exact same thing yeah. about them. You t- you entitled, yeah. entitled dude. Yeah, but but I think you know for me, I get setting this precedent, and I get what you're trying to establish, but it's still. 
Look, you still have to play guys, this season with guys, and you need them to trust you implicitly and not fold. True. So True. you still have to have a delicate balance, and I haven't seen the compromising side of it all yet. Right, right? because and it's I'm been I, it's been iron fist the entire time, and I love that because I, right now when you're trying yeah. to do something different, though, Max, you, you've got. But what they wanna, had here was not working. No, it wasn't. I, I completely agree with that. It was not working, and it was almost toxic to a, to yeah. a degree when your head coach can't talk to the quarterback. But also your quarterback refusing to go under center, and now he's a, with this new head coach, and all of a sudden he's going to compromise that and say, you know what, I'll go under center. That's where I'm like, well, what the hell, dude? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, like In my right. head, I'm like... It took this for that, hey, even though a guy Tyler's that, got an awful lot to prove. He's but, got he's got an awful lot to prove yes. that he's actually matured first, and then, like you said, then the uh, evolution you. has to happen. And, and then, of course, the plot twist that Cliff Kingsbury is in USC right now coaching Caleb Williams, too, if you just want to put a nice bow on everything. Well, right? he also coached Johnny Manziel, as we yeah. saw from that oh, documentary. So, <laughs> I mean, that was a good documentary. I don't, I, that, was a, that was a very great... Johnny. And, and Johnny's yeah. somewhere oh around goodness. here, and apparently yeah. he lives in Scottsdale. So Johnny's listening. He's grilling and chilling somewhere. Oh, wow, Johnny. We'll do a segment did, with did Johnny Manziel. That'd be any great. Tape? None. And I believe well, he actually said zero. When he uh, yeah, he he, he did None? hold up zero, and then he did think that he could go to Vegas on a Saturday and be back on Sunday for a game. Well, you got to test your while limits. booking on Priceline. You got to by the way, with, with, as a first round, you're looking on Priceline for uh, tickets. You your GM calling me, going, he doesn't watch tape. I'm like, well, he's got to watch some tape. It's like EB, his iPad hours is zero point zero zero. 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 See, we came oh, full goodness. circle, Max. Back we to did, week back, zero. Back to zeros again. This, now you've set the precedent. You have to have a theme every week when you come in here. Yeah, so zeros was a theme this week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Max, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk no, to you. My again. pleasure, guys, as always. All right.